0: I hate everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Noxola nope podcast. Up. And uh hopefully the first words you didn't hear were fuck by Sigvidir. Um Halloween is next week, so we're gonna be talking about sawin Winter Nights, uh for Sigvidir it's Alpha Blot, um and how you know we came from and like how how to do it as a heathen? like can you still celebrate Halloween as a heathen? That's the question we're going to be answering in today's podcast.
2: Oh, oh, okay. That's not where I thought we were going. What? Yeah, we'll be we 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 do, do it like a life. heathen, and I instantly went a totally different
0: direction.: Oh. Okay.
2: so did White Wolf so I don't
3: feel bad it's been a while for Rain Raven I don't think he recognizes that quick of a connection to those things anymore oh oh, oh right,
2: right right right
3: right do people still do that what the fuck
1: I'm so he lost. seems upset
2: uh, I don't do it like a heathen do it
1: do oh, the thing do tracking. the thing
2: Rain Raven holy shit
3: well <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding now I think it's true <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> uh, wow! Like think a twelve-year-old boy. Like, Oh, do it. Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> wow. I'm doing slow right. here. I'm. Um, I'm glad we covered that.
3: Yeah. Um, well, good for you for not recognizing that right away. That's that just seems like it's a positive thing.
2: <laughs>
3: sure. Sure. Anyway, Stalin so and such there's a lot of origins to the Halloween or a lot of lore to it. And, um, one that I kind of come across and look, reading more into is one called stingy Jack. Um, but then I went way further back to where, you know, I actually came from, but, uh, Stingy Jack is actually an interesting story. enough. it has a lot of like Christian ties because he deals with the devil and then eventually God gets involved, but still think a good they kind of, think of wholesome trick. story in a sense. Um, I don't know if he's overfully familiar with Stingy Jack or heard of him. No. Stingy Jack, and I'll just kind of try not to butcher it. uh, According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy the drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it in his pocket next to a silver cross, preventing the devil from turning back. Uh, under one circumstance uh, well, under circumstances uh, he uh, eventually freed him under the conditions that he wouldn't be he wouldn't bother Jack for one year and that if Jack should die the devil would not claim his soul uh, the next year uh, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree and pick up a piece of fruit I don't know why a devil would just climb a tree for fruit but whatever some Adam and Eve shit right there um uh, and uh, when he did that, when he climbed up the tree, uh, uh, Stingy Jack carved a cross into the tree bark so the devil couldn't come down. And he said that he would let him down if he wouldn't leave him alone for 10 years. If he would leave him alone for 10 years. Well, eventually, Jack dies, and God says, I don't want the likes of you in heaven because you're, cr- you're, this, you're stingy. You're, you're not cool. Get out. But the devil punishing Jack said, I'll stay true to my word, and I won't let you into hell. So he made him wander aimlessly with just a lump of coal to light for light. And eventually uh, he hollowed out a, a jack's hollowed out a gourd, put it inside for as a lantern, thus becoming a jack-o'-lantern. So he became the jack of lanterns and eventually a jack-o'-lantern, which we celebrate as you know, jack-o'-lanterns. But that was kind of interesting. It's obviously not a really, it's not heathen almost in any way, uh, but it was a kind of an interesting story.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's some history that goes into Halloween and where it came from. Um, my research that I was doing was like the, where did Samhain? So it's spelled uh, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Some people say Samhain or Samhan, Samhan, but it's Samhain. Um, that's how you pronounce it. Um, but it's originally a three day Celtic pagan festival from my research that I've done. That's how long it was. It was three days. Um, and it was celebrated, uh, from the Celts. So Ireland, Scotland, UK, that region, um, not all of Scandinavia, but Samhain literally, uh, translated from Irish means summer's end. So it's, uh, the transitional period, from summer into you know fall winter um but yeah i thought that was pretty cool um some other things like that i saw were if i can just find it real quick
3: and i can i can expand on that one as well yeah if you're still looking for some yeah go ahead um so, like I said, I, I like the stingy jack one because they of a lantern, but that's weird. Um, this was actually interesting too because, um, as Christianity kind of you know, I'll say terraformed the planet, um. They started taking away uh, adaptations or celebrations or whatever else and oddly enough this is one of the ones that a lot of the celts and druids and uh, you know our ancestors as they were didn't fight it too much um because they're saying hey they one of the popes i, I forget which pope like the third it was i don't know, I don't know one of, them. Uh, one of um, the many yeah he, he decided to kind of like shit on the 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 community or the the uh, Salwin, and so he would call it hallowed or hallowed Eve um, to kind of make it a hallowed like hallowing of things, mm-hmm. thinking that would prevent it. Really, they were totally fine with it, adopted into it, but they still had their celebrations their way, being bonfires, animal sacrifices, things like that. Uh, no human sacrifices were ever officially recorded or talked about in a way that would be taken as truth, um, but it's usually from common misconceptions that, that comes from anyway. Um, after the fact uh, that clearly being a pagan festival things like that never made it to the americas uh, during the original times of our pioneers because it was such a uptight i forgot what the word it's like a zealot group essentially that first came to shore um so they very much were anti you know witchcraft which where the salem witch trials and everything kind of evolved from eventually um, but it wasn't until like the 19th century or something to that effect where it actually started gaining some, some headway in the United States. So a lot of places like, I want to say England and America, didn't even have Halloween. They they didn't have anything like that because they didn't even want to have it tied to it. So it was kind
1: of interesting. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. Yep.
2: I think there were Protestants that first came over, if history serves yeah, me correctly. I,
3: okay. And you know, I'm sure there are I mean Puritans. Puritans? Puritans yes, Puritans. That's good. That's okay. what it is, actually. Yeah, so they want nothing to do with it. Um and then oh, and then the reason the reason it came over, I remember that the reason it came back over like the nineteenth century or whatever it was was during the potato famine in Ireland. And so like over a million Irish came over or whatever and came over and basically just like retook over the land and mixed cultures, things like that. And it's because they still practice sowing and all that stuff as they do. And so it was a very much like melting pot of this celebration of like, what do we do? What's this? They were still matching bonfires, animal sacrifices, and it started toning itself down to jack-o'-lanterns, trick-or-treating, things like that. There's a few different stories on how trick-or-treating started in the United States being a lot of it credit to like one woman that was trying to stop the mischief from happening and controlling it in one day. Uh, But that's a little bit different. That's a little bit later on, but it started coming back because of the Irish. So,
0: Correct. Yeah. Um, so, so,
2: as Rain Raven mentioned, I perform Alpha Bloat during this time. There's a reason. Alpha Bloat is traditionally a celebration and offering to the elves. In my case, specifically the land whites on my property or in the surrounding area. The reason for this. Um, bloat is typically held at the end of summer, end of the harvest, to the beginning of winter, somewhere in there. So, some people do Bloat or Mother's Night, or whatever it is, right at the beginning of winter as well. I choose to do alfab- Um A lot of farmers, they worry about their land being frozen for too long, nothing being able to grow the next season, the nutrients getting sapped out by the snow or the rain or whatever. So, the reason that I perform Alpha Bloat is to somewhat ask and say please to the elves and the land whites that surround my area. To keep the farmer's land fertile, to take care of the land itself throughout the winter because I won't be able to, whereas, them and their magic and their natural sense of Mother Earth idea should be able to do that. So, I perform Alpha Bloat. on Salin or right around Salwin. And, yeah. So, that's my whole thing. That's why I do it then. I have no issue with the other ones that are typically performed around this time. By all means, do your thing. I just don't do those ones. Um, Winter's Findings, which is the one that is mentioned a lot around this time, I prefer to do that right after I have the first snowfall in the valley that I live in. Um, Oh, there's actually snow on the ground. That's me finding winter, or winter finding me. If it's up on the mountains, it's still up on the mountains. That is never really going away for me, where I live. That happens like a month in advance of any snow actually touching my house. So winter's findings is typically right after the first snowfall for me, and alpha bloat is done around Samhain or Halloween.
1: So let's get into, yeah,
0: which so,
1: one we want to get into first? Uh I just found my resource that, uh, some history be, uh, behind Samhain. Um, so it's, uh, essentially to, it's the transitional period from summer into winter. Um, so it's happened during the autumn equinox, um, kind of right after it. Um, but it's, uh symbolic because it's coincided with the end of a bountiful harvest season and the beginning of a cold and dark winter season that would present a plenty of challenges um for me I don't I put elements of saolin into my celebration which is uh winter nights um so that's what I that's what I use it's a uh, essentially the the time where the veils the thinnest and you know it's time to transition from uh godly worship into ancestral worship that's where my practice kind of changes um during the winter times I'm less focused on you know making sure the gods are happy or you know making sure the relationships growing or anything like that it's more of a it's it's my time to be with family and then you know huddle down and you know that's where i see and um i have a fun little story that i'll tell later but uh when i did my first saw when i had a little experience with hell and my ancestors so that was fun
0: that's dense that's that's rather fitting but that's pretty cool <laughs> uh
3: it does go by a lot of names obviously uh, we'll get into the both of our topics and more stories because there's just so many around this this time um it's kind of like the odin of holidays by how many names it has like it's just this goes so it, it's very easy and uh I, i've done a few disier blots uh that i've been a part of i Didn't perform them. I was a part of them and helped them with it. It was pretty cool. Uh, I I enjoyed that. I hadn't done too many. Um, There's a lot of cool, um, very interactive uh, things you can do with that kind of a bloat with your with with the Mother's Night Um, that have. I I mean I still have a few things that we like made or did ourselves at the time. So there's a lot of ways to celebrate it. But yeah, we can do it either way. Um, I'm sure there's going to come up with like a thousand different conversations, a thousand different holidays and names. Um, a lot of people to uh, Rain Raven's Point, it's the they see it as the thinnest veil with the dead and so a lot of, especially in Celtic lores and everything else, is when they do uh, fortune telling at this time, rune readings are really powerful, um, things like that, they're basically, all the things that we have to put energy into throughout the year to kind of amplify, are already amplified, and we just basically need to go along for the ride. Uh, to Rain Raven's point, instead of having to dedicate all of these things, um, you know, with the gods and whatever else, it's, it's there, it's charged, it's waiting for you to tap into it, so... Um, there's a lot of cool ways of doing it. Uh, I don't know. I really like the way that some people celebrate it more than others, but that's their prerogative. It's pretty cool, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's more than one way to heathen. There's more than one way to uh, do a bloat or, you know, your practice and everything like that. Um, I do several bloats that are different from you guys, and you guys do sever- several bloats that are different from me and my practice, and that's perfectly okay. Um, but... Kind of, it's you know, as you said, white wolf. They say a bunch of different names, but it's a lot of the same practice. Um, you know, making the veils the thinnest, so you do more. Uh, like as you said, the the connection. It's you just have to. The door's are already unlocked, and you just have to open it. You don't have to get, find the key, put the key in, and you know, do all the hassle that you normally have to do throughout the year when you're trying to tap in into visiting with the ancestors and everything like that. It's more of a just come in, walk in and enjoy the ride. That's how I've experienced it. And multiple people have told me.
2: It's kind of like there's a poltergeist running around
0: and just opening doors and cabinets. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird.
3: Uh, a lot of people, because of that fail and their ancestral roots, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be anything that's like pagan, um, but a lot of people do set up uh, like a t- spot at the table for one of their ancestors or whatever else, because to Rain Raven's Point, it's an open door policy with the family, with the ancestors, stuff like that. So some people get like pictures and a candle and, you know, that's, a, that's where it can be kind of come as as i say Wiccan-esque as you want it to. Um, I've seen you know, cauldrons, candelabra, all the really cool stuff, um, and then some do runes. Um, but even when it's none of those things and just simply setting, like, your grandma's photo near the table, even if you're Christian or whatever else, it's kind of that, that bond you're feeling more than ever with that. So it's, there's a lot of different ways to... Yeah, and it's it.
1: just not, you know, the, how we say it, like the you know, Salwins, Halloween, um, Winter Nights. Uh, There's another one that, it's one that is very common that most, if not everyone knows, but it's uh, the Day of the Dead for the the Mexican traditions. That's the day that literally the same elements are applied. That's where they talk to past loved ones. um, And it just shows that this specific day, October 31st is dedicated to talking to past loved ones, pack, um, learning or you know, rekindling relationships that either have died or have been forgotten from some time. So it's very common throughout the whole world to be celebrating ancestral, I guess, dead ancest- no, ancestral worship. During this day.
2: So that's one of the things. That I kind of want to get into though. Is we keep talking about how the veil is the thinnest. And I kind of want to talk about why. Why that is perceived. Why that is a very real thing. Um, And that's because. Throughout the cycle of the year. um, I'm sure you guys have all heard us. Talk about the cycles. And how all that works. Throughout the cycle of the year. You have birth,
0: life, death stagnation, birth, life, death, stagnation, and it just keeps going in this circle. This is where death is coming in. Um, I think
2: we talked about the wild hunt not too long ago, didn't we? This is traditionally where the wild hunt kicks off. This is where, especially Norse pagans, that's why they would shelter in place, essentially. Um, Alpha Bloat traditionally was not one that was celebrated openly in the community. It was celebrated on the farmstead, the homestead, whatever. Strangers weren't really allowed, and that's why we don't really have a whole lot of information about what exactly happened
0: during that ritual. Um,
2: but this is where that is the thinnest, because this is when the world, the Earth, the Midgard, the Yorth, whatever you want to call it, Mother Earth, however you want to go about this, This is when it starts to die. The grass dies out. The leaves are falling. Things are starting
0: to decay and die off. This is when our world is the closest to death. Some argue that winter, everything is dead. I argue
2: that it's not. It's just sleeping. But this is when there's that pivotal point in time that we're the closest to it everybody is Um, fortunately or unfortunately the elderly seem to pass during the winter more often historically speaking and today Um, kids are harder it's harder to have babies during the winter just for whatever reason there's statistical facts on winter babies are a pain in the ass these kind of things are all part of that but because that veil is so thin That's where we get these spirits, these elves, these ancestors coming back and trying to rekindle flames or possibly guide you in a right direction. When we talked about the wild hunt, sorry, forgot what the hell it was called for two seconds. That's terrible.
1: It's affecting you already.
2: Oh, dude, it's been bad (laughs) this week. It, it's already hit me to a point where I'm like, I don't give a fuck about anything. Fuck
1: you guys. I'm shitting in a hole now. Oh, that's dangerous. Have you had a
2: bad week?
0: I got a do phone. That's good. I'm proud of you. But with the wild hunt, I don't even remember where the fuck I was going.
1: We're great at distracting.
3: I don't know, you said something about winter babies being a pain in the ass, and I couldn't help but realize my birthday is in two weeks, so that's pretty rude. Did I stutter?
1: No, but on the contrary, is it conceiving babies during this time or babies being born during this time?
2: Being born. Conceiving is fairly simple right now. It's for warmth.
3: <laughs> this is some COVID shit
1: right now. It just hunker down and winter. <laughs> there another,
2: ain't much else to do in the winter if you catch my drift.
1: Another baby boom.
2: Probably
0: not. Not with this generation of people. Yeah, you know. But,
2: um, yeah, it's, it's harder to keep things alive, right? I'm sure people with houseplants that live in a more tumultuous climate or a colder climate, you tend to keep your houseplants a little warmer and slightly farther away from the window because it's really fucking cold outside and plants die in the cold. Same thing happened with kids. Back then, if they didn't have, like, the house with a furnace in it. They had a fireplace, but if they ran out of firewood, guess what? And you couldn't really eat as well, and so mom might not have the milk to sustain a baby. And if the baby's too cold, it has major issues. If a baby gets sick because it's cold, it dies. Old people, they get slightly sick. They get that common cold. They die.
1: And it just wrecks them.
2: Yeah, it's terrible. But this is that point in time where that veil is the thinnest, and that's where the wild hunt starts to come in and go, okay, we're going to start taking people now. Or
0: we've come back around. And the ancestors may be preparing
2: you for that. But that veil is the thinnest right now because... The world is close to death
1: storm. So I want to just clarify that this is like the the northern hemisphere. This is, you know, it's going from fall into winter. But if you're in the southern hemisphere, um, it's around April 30th. Because that's when you go from uh, fall into winter uh, during Uh the month and everything like that. So it's not just this day it actually happens twice twice a year it's just you know based on which hemisphere you're on um because that's how the world works so just making that clarification but we're we're all based out in the north so we're just going to do with us if you're from the southern hemisphere just add or subtract six months from all our podcasts
3: Go to the mid yeah. episode and ride that one through. <laughs> like I've done I've been traveled during this time from one to the other. It's mindfuck. fuck. Like, like I'm like, okay, it's gonna get wild, huh? I gotta do this and this. And then I'm like, why is it so sunny? and nice? Like it was so hard for me to wrap my head around. Like my little guilty brain kinda melted. Um, but yes.
2: Cool. But yeah, that that's part of the reason why because the veil is thinnest because the earth in the northern hemisphere is trying to die right now
3: And I'll usually be the, the first one to come out and say, you know, fuck the wild hunt. Um, but it's true. And that's a, it's a really like gothy way of like making it a lore type thing of like, oh, why is the veil thin? Why is this thinner? Why is it colder? Because Odin and his team are all running around trampling that veil and just making death everywhere. And so Valkyries are just on their asses trying to keep up. But at the same time, you don't necessarily go to any of the halls once you, if you're claimed by the wild Hunt. So it's this very tumultuous, wandering space. Spirits, things like that. Uh, another reason um, that I saw when I was reading the other day about a thing was uh, lanterns or jack lanterns things like that, were made to deter lost spirits and or guide them. Um, so a lot of lost spirits at this time, being claimed by the Wild Hunt, are wandering, confused, lost, and alone, and they are either welcomed in by this image or, uh, or not. And it could be where it became from a from like a squash to like a face to scare them away if they were not
1: good. Yeah, I want to say that's like where it came from, like, um, you know, dressing up in like scary outfits along with uh, scary faces on pumpkins. And it's it's as a deterrent from unwelcomed uh, spirits and everything like that. I want to say that's where it came from back in history.
2: Um, Yeah, that's where the Salon Festival started, was this was when the veil to hell and demons and ghouls and monsters would come out. So people would wear terrifying masks, like goat blood-soaked, hollowed-out eye-socket-looking masks to blend in with said demons, ghouls, and monsters, so that they weren't killed. Um, That's where the tradition of dressing up came from. And now we have little kids running around as Mario or Princess Elsa. And all the monsters, demons, and ghouls are just running around like, there's fucking candy-coated snacks out here? Holy shit.
1: So you're telling so, me yeah. I can't be a sexy nurse?
2: I never said
3: that. I'd love <laughs> to see it. I totally, let's do this. I, I almost, almost put my costume on for this podcast and just, like, keep on the video without having to, like, oh. And it's, like a lot layers it's a nightmare but it's it's not anything scary at all it's a fucking pirate but it's intense it was like a 400 dollars outfit so it wasn't crazy um but i almost did that just to just t- shit on it because it was funny.
1: yeah we should have uh mine, segues into, mine's a blow up we'll so ahead. i can't really oh. wear that i've seen yours there's just dope i can't wait it's amazing. It's funny because would take up the entire, the face would take
3: up the entire screen and you'd be like behind it muffled because it's a balloon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Have you seen this sick figure? Yeah, I saw your post on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. uh, yeah, it's me fine. and my family are doing, uh, dinosaurs and everything like that and everyone is awesome. being dinosaurs and I'm riding a, di- a skeletal dinosaur. So, if we take my costume riding a s- skeletal dinosaur in terms with you know Samhain and the de- uh, demons and everything come up, how do you think they would react to me? You know, I just riding a dinosaur. Would they be able to tell it's a a blow up or
2: uh, they, I I don't. I would hope so. Yeah. But then again, the veil the veils this okay, we're getting into this now.
1: Yeah. I mean that's the, the veil's point.
2: Being thin. The veil being thin does not mean it's clear as day. This isn't fucking supernatural where the fucking vampires come out on Halloween and eat. That's not what the veil... Well, they do, but I'll give you that one. They do that. And I 100% believe in vampires. Just, I'll say that on record right now.
1: Now they sparkle, and they sparkle in the sun.
2: Maybe up where you're at, you (laughs)
1: fucking
2: losers. (laughs) Yeah, they're the Gucci of vampire. Yeah, they're the fucking glitter bomb of nature. Um, But yeah, I'll, I'll say that openly. I believe that vampires and werewolves and all the monsters in the world actually exist. I will happily debate with anyone who says otherwise. Um, But that's not necessarily what that means. When we talk about the spirits, they're going to see things it's almost like looking through a mirage from what I've read and understood from people's experiences on the other side of the veil, like near death or just after death and coming back to life and seeing people around them, like those out-of-body experiences, you you can find them online, but reading a few of those and studying this idea, it's almost like you're looking through a mirage. Like, you know, when you're driving and the heat's coming off the road and everything's wavy It's like that, but on steroids. You can see things, but it's not necessarily clear. Um, There was one guy, I don't remember who it was. I can't find it anymore. I actually went looking this week for it in preparation for this. But he had an out-of-body experience and said the only people that were clear to him were his family. Like blood relatives.
0: Which got me thinking about it um
2: this was like two years ago when i first read it i tried looking for it again but he said that the only people he could see clearly were his family everyone else was like looking through wavy glass like you know the glass walls like the shower walls yeah it was just completely blurred out but his family he could see clearly which is where i think possibly the ancestral idea of this and how you can find your ancestor during this time where they can find you is because you're the only one that they would see clear you and blood relatives of that individual which is kind of a cool, crazy cool idea
1: yeah i mean I, I, I can personally attest to that you know when i had my experience like uh people were back when i was in korea they were uh we had this ritual of like diving deep into hell um and then people would see all sorts of people uh ancestral or um past loved ones um yeah. for myself i saw my great-grandfather uh with his arm around my lost daughter that i would have had um and hell right next to him it was like yeah. hell was the goddess was uh Taking time out of her day on her busiest day, arguably. And bringing me my loved ones and giving me some reassurance that they're on the good side, if anything.
2: That's a really cool UPG experience.
1: Oh my, I was in tears and people, uh, like, cause we kept on going. It was like, a good 40 minute ritual of a walking ritual. And when, you know, I came back and I send it back to Midgard. Um, it was, it was something that I will hold to the rest of my life. And, uh, I told my wife about it and she also agrees that if, uh, our daughter was born, it would have been a daughter. We don't know for fact. um, but from her experience with, uh, you know, messages and everything like that, along with mine, kind of confirmed that it, we would have had a daughter.
0: That's really cool. I'm glad you got to have that experience.
1: I'm getting all teary eyed just thinking about it and remembering. It's something that uh, I wish everyone can experience, but. Uh, in your own way.
3: That kind of stuff's intense. Like it 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 to your point, it never leaves you. And talking about it happens to me all the time when I'm at rituals. I've fully and really fully I think I already said this on one of them, fully wept in front of an entire congregation of people that I was doing a blowout for and went to them individually and had to talk to them as part of the blow it, as part of the ritual. And I was just a blubbering mess. Like it was a nightmare. It was great. It was so powerful. And everyone was like, holy crap, because they felt the intensity. And it wasn't what I was saying. It was just what was going on in my mind that I had experienced before. And it was all just kind of coming to fruition. And I was still doing everything that I was doing. And I was thanking them and talking to them individually. And it, it was a really good one. Um, that night, there were, like, four babies that were made. And, like, they were be like, oh, we're trying to have a kid. I'm like, Phew say no more come to this property it is blessed by the gods and they're like nah and they all had kids
0: so it was intense shit's weird man w-y-r-d weird definitely weird no but it sounds freaking cool
2: i've always enjoyed this this holiday this celebration Okay, so that's what
3: my segue is. Okay, how for the la- all the layman's terms, for all the fun stuff, how do you Halloween or how do you mainstream this time? Like, what does your house look like? What, are your, not, you know, like? what are your practices? What are your family traditions? Things like that. Like, what is what are what do you do?
2: So, I have young kids. We go trick or treating because who the hell doesn't go trick or treating? It's free candy. Um, and then you can steal your kids' candy. We all do it. If you have children.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say, all the time. dad tax.
2: Yeah, it's the dad, it's the parent tax, because
3: my wife steals it
1: too. Um, yeah,
3: I still steal candies all the time on Halloween. It's great. There's walk around
1: the sack of candy. I'm pretty sure that's just bullying in your case.
3: Oh, it's not bullying. They don't, they don't even, it's not even comparison. It's just... Possibly just straight assault.
1: So do you, just just, do you show up in your uh, your Ford van and you just, uh, I got free candy? <laughs> and
2: then you steal their candy and pull up some
3: nice <laughs> kid with their candy and be like, I got candy. It's like a reverse kidnapping. I'm like, nice candy. And I run. <laughs> the fuck? I'm the kid that got away. I took the candy and ran.
1: So maybe you shouldn't come over. <laughs>
2: I mean, you know, maybe. <laughs> so, I, see, but I didn't mean
3: to interrupt you on that one.
2: No, you're good. Um, so, we do the trick or treating thing. Um, that's just a fairly common practice here in the states. Uh, however, not so much in Utah. It's really weird here. Like, some people love it, and they're like all for it, and they go all out. Like, they'll have pea-sized candy bars and shit, and they're like, yeah, we got all this nonsense, and we love having kids run around in costumes. It's super cool, and we give them candy. It's great. And then other people are like, fucking witchcraft. You
1: no, know, because uh, the, the church controls your state.
3: Well, a church controls the state. That's what, like, It's mostly trunker-treating there, and that's because yeah. they all meet in LDS or the yeah, parking lot. And literally just have their trunks of it. And it's a cute tradition. It keeps a safe environment. They can say Jesus and stuff, and then they get candy from it. So it's kind of a, a more practiced to a to point in Utah where it, it does that. And it doesn't make it any less weird, even when you're a part of it. You're like, this is still weird, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so we do that. Um, I sarcastically say, because I get asked all the time wearing the word. Like, what do you do for Halloween since you're pagan and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm in a market for a goat right now. I need a bowl full of goat's blood on my front porch. I'm going to paint the doorway, keep the spirits out. And they always, because I can say things, and I'm going to toot my own horn just a little bit right now. My sarcasm is fucking top tier when I want it to be. And I can be dead, deadpan, straight face and say some wild shit. I had a very important individual in the organization that I work for openly gasp and go, you wouldn't. And I was like, did it last year. What the fuck do you mean I wouldn't do it again? So you're like, well, now I have to. So Yeah. And I was like, damn it. Now I got to go find a freaking goat. Um, but yeah, so I joke about that kind of stuff. We decorate. We have fun with it. We hang little pumpkins and stuff. We do all that, but then, like I said, I practice alpha bloat, which is personal to the homestead, the farmstead, whatever, so we do that um a little bit earlier in the day. Typically, I do not leave the house during that time. I let my wife go out and she stays strapped because she's a badass um but she takes the kids most of the time. I'll go out occasionally, but the last couple of years, I haven't really gone out with them just because somebody needed to be at the house watching dogs and watching the house and doing that stuff. So I stay home, and oftentimes I'll end up meditating um, as best I can with the
1: fucking doorbell going off. That's when you just yeah. put the, the bucket on the outside.
2: No, I like seeing the kids, dude. It's fucking adorable. Have you ever seen a little fucking chubby baby in a pumpkin? They're adorable.
1: I just had a kid Rain so Raven yes.
3: looks like a chubby baby in a pumpkin. Fuck you. Got the orange hair big, guy. He's just, it's like they took that photo. And he never left it.
2: God's damn. I would love to see a pumpkin big enough for him to fucking fit in.
3: We just saw some, uh, like, two days ago, the regatta. We had, there was a bunch of first responders in our city, and there's this lake, this big, it's like a man-made lake in the middle of the city. And it's, man, it's a Tualatin it's a City pumpkin regatta. Um, literally one of my friends MCs it every year and i just watched like 30 people race around this big thing in giant hollowed out pumpkins they're all legit pumpkins they grew up and they race around the whole thing they're just like captain america and all sorts of crap it's great it's hilarious that's some weird <laughs> one guy shit. got really close they were neck and neck and legit he just sunk <laughs> <laughs> and so like all these one of to the kayaks like shit 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 shit, shit. <laughs> it was great it was fun so yeah the pumpkins get big here
1: alright Cause around own steroid
3: I mean we're not far from Halloween town the Nickelodeon shit right so maybe it's just that
1: I mean that is my hometown so
3: I know I heard they're not doing it after this year huh I heard they're not doing it after this year
1: uh, I think so. Or there's, Dude, I, there's I a, heard there's they're a shutting parade. it down
0: because of all of I think I'm it's a parade. A uh, Whatever, but yeah, that's what we do. Um, yeah. I try to keep to tradition um,
2: as best I can with the actual rituals themselves. But my biggest focus. On that day is making sure that the spirits and the ancestors know they are always welcome in my home and on my property in exchange for them keeping the property alive and well throughout the winter and possibly helping bring it back in the spring. Just a peace offering of, hey, I could use your help since I can't fix anything right now. I can't tend the land. I kind of have to have have to give it over to them in the hopes that everything goes well. So yeah, that's my biggest focus on Halloween is the land and the property, dude. I thought there was somebody behind me because there's this little fucking reflection <laughs> on
3: my chair. I was like, hey. he's like right, right by you, and I'm like watching, like he's about to die.
1: don't
3: like, oh, know about the spirits. I a <laughs> right? I've
1: seen a movie yeah, like this before. Why.
0: Whatever. I got a screwdriver.
1: Hey, you're in knifing distance, nice. so it will work.
3: <laughs> I
1: mean, I got
3: guns. I'd say Rain Raven, you also have a family and children and stuff. How do you guys celebrate?
1: Uh, So I haven't been home for the last uh, three Halloweens that we've had because um, I've been away at work for every single one. um, But for this year... We have a whole game plan um last weekend we went and got pumpkins um we're gonna be carving them this weekend. uh got three pumpkins, uh one for me and my wife to share, one for my oldest, and then a little baby one for my littlest um obviously, he's a little too young to carve, but I don't know it's gonna be fun. We're gonna do that this weekend, and then on Halloween. We're going to be dressed up as a family. We're going to go trick-or-treating. We're going to go during the day, uh, like dusk time frame, um, because we all have lives for the next day. We still have to go to work um, and not to mess on on sleep schedules and, you know, just try to keep it as normal as possible, but still celebrate Uh, spiritually. My it's. Just like Sig- Sigvidir's, it's a. I have a, a plate open for uh, any anyone of that plans on coming to dinner that day, um, you know, with the the finest, uh, cuts of everything, and you know, full glass. And I just hope, you know, they have a good time and being able to. See us uh you know the one time during the year that um is easiest for them um and just kind of celebrate them in that aspect it's not I don't see it as celebration for us, it's a celebration for them, and it's you know we do all the hard work so they can enjoy it's um kind of just like every other holiday as a gothie it's we do all the hard work so everyone else can enjoy um. I don't necessarily do uh Alpha Bloat uh as Sigvidir does during this time. I do mine around March, because that's when it's starting to warm up and it's my way of getting the spirits out of hibernation. Um I see it kinda like that. It's uh so that's when I do that portion of Sigvidir's ritual. Just wanted to put that out there. But yeah, uh, a blessing and uh, a welcoming dinner. So past loved ones or, um, you know, people that we haven't seen in a long time, they could uh, come enjoy and be part of our family if they so wish be or so want to be. I don't know. Words are hard. Um,
0: I was going to say real quick. You can do bloats whenever the fuck you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely.
1: Like,
0: I know people that do alpha bloat twice a year and do one around this time and one in the spring. Um,
2: that is totally fine. You can do that. There is no rule or regulation. Obviously, the equinoxes and solstices, those are kind of tied to a specific lunar and solar events. Um, that's those are set in place. But the other ones, go ham. Yeah. If you want to do a bloat to Sif, fucking random Tuesday in April, fucking send it.
1: I want to say we covered that uh when we did the Heathen Calendar.
2: Yeah, but, I think we you did. You know, it,
1: it's a just reiterate. You know, you yeah. as as you said, you could do damn near ninety percent of the bloats. Anytime during the year it's there's no wrong way to do it. No. Like, as you said, the, the equinox ones are kind of tied because it's seasonal and there's spiritual connection doing it. And then, you know, seekers blow for an example. I do twice a year, uh, may later half of may. And then first part of August, I do seekers blow twice.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I just want to throw that out there. Yeah.
2: Just cause I don't want anybody to get confused. You see that we do things differently, but you can do it twice. You can not do it if you choose to. I wouldn't suggest that, but go for it. You yeah. do your heathen thing.
1: Yeah. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you know, go back and we, uh, we tried to talk about all the holidays during the year, but most of the time we just talk about the ones that are upcoming.
2: I'm sure we missed, like, 12.
1: Oh, of course, naturally. Uh, White Wolf, you're the most bachelor person of us three. Um, <laughs> how do you celebrate Heathen Halloween? Let's clarify, you're childless. Yes. That you're not is accurate. Old. You are childless. <laughs> yeah, that, that you know yeah. of. Yeah. Um, so...
3: Which, anybody that didn't put two and two together now just realized that I robbed children and admitted that earlier now. Because I don't have children of my own to steal the candy from. Um, yes, no. Uh, I don't know. I It's it's like bold to say. I really don't remember a lot of Halloweens uh, recently since I moved. Um, but it's kind of accurate as well. Like I keep having this, this memory that I think was actually technically New Year's and not Halloween. Uh, but... Um, Basically, I actually really do enjoy the concert church reading. Uh, now, the thought of it being seasonal, I think it's absurd. Um, we just moved to our new place, and anything outside this room looks like the Addams Family lives there. Um, there's legit candelabras. There's uh, like uh, floating shelves with cut-out black metal town going through our house. Like, um, since we moved to this new location, we have a lot more options, and we are taking advantage of it. Uh, we have an entire coffee nook that, uh, like, this big contraption dresser, everything like that she took out, repainted black or whatever, and just made it amazing. And we're both very into the macabre, darker, like, magic humor, whatever you want to call, it, or whatever it takes place at. So to us, Halloween or Halloween or whatever else is basically your. Um It's kind of our bread and butter and where we live. Um, so for us, it's just exciting that we can do it a little more externally and not be judged as harshly for it. Like, we have all of it out there. It's always there. But there's a little bit less judge during this time, which is kind of cool. So it's, it's kind of nice to have that. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what I did last week. Um up, trick-or-treating, it's always some stuff. Um... My dad was obsessed with horror movies, things like that. Um, there is a really nice or uh, a really amazing place that books out like two years in advance in the town in downtown Portland um, called uh, Ravens Manor, and it is possibly the coolest damn place you'll ever go to. Um, it has uh, uh, Since how we've got to be nuts. That's where we were for uh, New Year's because there were still bodies hanging from the ceiling that were covered in uh, wrapping paper, so it was like right off. Christmas going to New Year's Um, and it has like real dead wet specimens everywhere. It's a full bar, really beautiful place. Um, They do tarot readings. They do ruin readings there. Like regularly, they have people they hire to come in and do these things. Um, Very big around absinthe and all these different contraption drinks. So if you order a normal one, it has like beakers and things like that that you mix. It's super interactive and fun, but it is a very, very, very pagan, like it is all it is. Like if you don't know your shit going in there, you will be floored. Like I've never taken any of my family there. Um, outside of that, um, we again, like, uh, just night for Christmas and go from there. Maybe some Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like for myself, we we still kind of practice the same concept. Is um, thinner times. I when I reach out to ancestors during this time, it's generally. I like to try and reach out to those that weren't like the favored in the family per se, like maybe some outcasts, maybe some you know black sheep here and there. Because I do feel that way with my family a lot of the times in my life, um, not just because of this, because of the reasons as well. Um, but I've always been that kind of like, okay, let's talk to so and so. And see is you know you're you're sitting in line to talk to an ancestor, and an ancestor that's the most popular, famous ancestor has a line a mile long. But if you keep working down the line, you can have a really great conversation, get to know someone that you didn't really know well beforehand, even if you've never met them in your family. And it's it, it almost me a thing. You know, if I bring in somebody that was essentially abandoned by the family, the likelihood of me getting to have that connection, they may have done that for a reason. It may not be the smartest of moves at times, um, but it gets you an interesting conversation with somebody you may not have been able to learn from from your own family. They know the person. You don't know the depth so i kind of like the idea of doing that more and i've done it both ways in the past it was just a little bit more of like a like an intimate kind of feeling when i invited someone that would otherwise in the sense of you know just saying it would be homeless at this time of family wealth or welcome so it's kind of cool to do that um it's almost always alone because again no kids uh, if we can if i can make it work i'll go to my cabin uh, nine times out of ten i cannot because of work um but i don't know for us it's kind of year-round this time it's just fun to attack to connect with the community in the same spooky sense um without having that stigma of like any religion behind it you know when you deal with christmas you're dealing with these certain stigmas here and there but i feel like halloween or San- uh, sam and all these different things this umbrella of just camaraderie in a sense um, while some of course are going to be the zealots in either direction um, the overall theme I people would say the same with Christmas but it just seems to be more controversy behind it that than Halloween um, so I enjoy seeing the community doing the stuff that we do on the daily And they get to get all amped up, and everyone comes back with all these things, and they're like the next day it's like it's like Christmas for pagans. Like the next day they have all these cool trinkets and toys to play with, and all the Christians are like, "This means this. This actually doesn't mean the satanic cross. This actually supposed to be." It's like they like learn so much and brag about it until you know like the next week. Uh, basically, until their next church session, and then it kind of goes away. Um, but until then, it's really cool because they come and tell me, and they're like, I have employees that come up, and they're like, Oh my gosh, this and this. I just um rehired a guy that worked for me for a long time, left back, and he's got it was not like this at all when he left. Um, pagan earrings, um, uh, like necklaces, all that stuff. Like, he's like, full on, he's like, Yeah, and I didn't bring up anything about it. i was like, Oh, those are cool earrings. He's like, Yeah, I have this full. Norse pagan set at home all you'll see a lot of your earrings and necklaces and I'm like, bro like you just let me know if you want to talk um so it's really cool to see that like the community amped up in the same way that I feel every day but can't express as well as major merchandise locations like spirit Halloween and stuff like I can't like really hit that level on the daily um, so I like to see everyone hit that at the same time so I could meditate. I, I mean, I meditate all the time, but to me, this isn't any different. This is more of like a, I like to get out and do things and not in the sense of like mischievous or even like parties. I really don't like clubs. That's not my scene at all. Um, but I like walking around town and seeing the representation of what basically goes through my mind every day. So, yeah, that's my Halloween. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm trying to
1: think of something else to talk about. Um, so we covered, like, some history behind Salwin. We talked about how we do it. And I don't know. What else happens during this time of year? Craisiness. I'm trying to, like, through, like,
3: my, I've been trying to go back through my snippets of, like, notes and stuff to see if anything that I, like, forgot to touch on. But I really just talk about, like, uh, crafty Jack, or I would say Crafty Jack. I don't know if that's accurate, but I just always just go back to Jack Skellington anytime I say Jack, anyway. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's just that a, it's a thing. Um, yeah, and- I don't know. What would be something outside of inviting destitute and or uh, you know abandoned family members to dinner? What are some things that you would suggest not doing at this time? Uh.
0: Oh,
3: uh, um, there's a lot not we'll keep
0: it, keep
3: it as easy as possible um, we always say there's no wrong way to do something but then we also have these snippets of like accept that
1: well, it's, <laughs> it's more along I see it as a uh, don't recommend doing this
0: I see it of like the hitchhiker's guide to
2: not fucking yourself because I've been there, and usually, when I okay, personally, when I go, don't do something,
0: it's because I've done it, and learned from it.
3: So here, let's be very clear. Have you been a hitchhiker that's fucked himself, or have you been in that situation where you shouldn't be doing something?
2: Arguably both. Um, it was right. really cold outside, so I had to find some way to keep warm. If you can listen, props, all right? But, like, that's like an elephant. Like, yeah, that was intense.
0: You assume that's how it went?
1: You could just chop it off.
2: It was cold. It fell off.
0: I got a replacement.
2: <laughs> you guys can't have kids anymore, right? That, that all tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, no, typically when I say don't do something or... Hey, I would advise you don't do that. It's, and these guys can vouch for it. I do stupid shit all the time. Because somebody goes, what would happen if? And I'm like, I don't know, I'll figure it out, though. So I'm going to go do this stupid thing, and I know it's dumb going into it. So I'm going to do it anyways, just to be like, okay, now I know why. And now I know what happens to you. Um,
0: things I would advise people don't do on solid. Do not. Okay, this one's kind of a hot take. Do not force spirits out of your home. Now, there's a ton
2: of caveats that come with. There's a ton of, but oftentimes, and I see this mostly in Christian or Abraham, and I'll just use Abrahamic faves, Um, especially during this time. I'm sure. <laughs> No. Um, oh. The Abrahamic faiths like to push spirits out. they, Some of the more devout members will outright deny Halloween's existence and close their door, turn off their lights, and put a cross on their front door and avoid it at all costs. Um, sometimes they're more like happy-go-lucky with it, but then weird shit happens and they freak out and call their religious leader and they show up and they have to cleanse the house I would advise don't do that now that goes kind of without saying in a pagan circle but if you're on the verge of paganism and you notice some certain
0: things arguably
2: if you don't feel safe do what you need to do please do if you feel like something's there to attack you get to you, whatever, causing issues do what you gotta do But if it's just an eerie feeling, instead of fighting it and pushing back, meditate on it. They're usually there for a reason, especially during this time of year. But the second you don't feel safe, pull the fuck out, light some sage on fire, and smoke the bitch out. But avoid it if you can. Um, Try to stay outside
0: for some of the night. But don't stay too long, because, you know, the wild hunt. Enjoy it.
2: Genuinely, that's that's my biggest piece of advice for this type of holiday. Enjoy it. Enjoy the festivities of it. Shop locally if you can. This is the end of the end of the end of the harvest. Um, as I'm sure most people know pumpkins get harvested right up until and just a little bit after this. And a lot of gourds or squashes do as well. So enjoy that stuff. Enjoy a pumpkin pie. Enjoy it. Feast with your ancestors. Have fun with it. But don't close yourself off in a traditional way. Don't
0: lock your door before you go to bed. Don't be stupid.
2: Uh, But yeah, like I said, there's a lot of caveats to that one, but if you feel like there's a spirit or something trying to communicate with you, don't jump to the worst-case scenario. Try and communicate.
0: Open up to it,
3: just a little bit we were talking how the other day just walking around our community on how fun the concept could be that could never work in our society of basically a literal open door and everyone does, like, not every open door, anyone that's willing to participate in the community does, like, their own little haunted house that just has candy or drinks or whatever else and really just, instead of going from door to door, like, going, being welcomed into the homes and, like, meeting people and just having a good time with it and... Closing out up to maybe uh, we were talking the other day how fun it would be to have so many different themed, like haunted houses, but also just like themed homes to celebrate it. But that'd be really cool. But no way in society that couldn't happen without anything being murdered or stolen. So, yeah, no, that probably wouldn't work. That'd be cool,
0: though.
3: Hmm. Interesting
0: idea. Um uh,
3: so talking about things not to do. Uh I've done a lot that I shouldn't do and I do a lot that I tell people not to do. Um but really when it comes down to it, it's kind of core tense that I'm to get better at and not do as I am on my glass of wine. Um do these things and celebrate the community. Kind of what I was saying, like celebrate the community, be involved, have a good time. Again, I hate big ass parties and stuff like that but like be aware of the situations and the joyousness but don't let don't get drunk like basic shit like have them all um you can go out there and go crazy and have the best time of your life and still remember the next morning i've learned that's actually more fun than having to try and remember two halloweens ago for the past two years and not remembering any of it um so making memories that will actually last in your mind and not just Diluting your mind with pure chaos just to enjoy the atmosphere, that you could do just as well. Less. I'm not saying don't drink, I'm saying don't get sloppy. So,
2: that's just like that's just a standard rule of thumb don't get sloppy.
3: It's so easy to do on Halloween door to door, adult trick or treaty. I'll tell you, we'll get little fireball or Jack Daniels. Kids, uh, kids get candy, adults get liquor. Like, here you go. So it's very easy to get sloppy on Halloween because how gracious people are, probably now more than damn Christmas, on alcohol and candy and kind of those little gifts that you get through, you know, the night. So it's easy to do. It's e- easy to do during this time because it's more fun. It's all themed. Everything's bubbling. Everything's brewing. You can do that in February. So, just
0: a second. Very true. Very, very true. As I drink my wine.
1: <laughs> I, right. Again, I do want people not to do. So, I've been reading up on trick-or-treating and, like, how it came, like are you going to give me a treat or are you going to get tricked like that whole situation? And it's been difficult trying to find like where the, the trick came from, but I found something so far about the, the trick or the, the treat part and like dressing up. And I wanted to say this, um, I'm just going to read this from, uh, the history website that I'm on. Feasting and games were important. In order to keep hungry ghosts and fairies from entering their homes and stealing, the Celts also placed food offerings in front of their doorways. Hosts set places at the table for deceased loved ones in preparation for their visitations. When family took care of the spirits, the spirits could grant blessings upon the family to help them survive the winter. The villagers also dressed up, in masks to disguise themselves as ghosts when they went out because they believed spirits were attracted to the living. So it goes into, you know, dressing up and everything like that. You don't want to get picked up from the demons and, uh, the bad omens on, as well as, you know, setting food up and, you know, be welcoming to who's planned, you know, who's in the spirit, like who's planned their time, the like whole year to try to come visit you. And then you turn them away. That's kind of, that's a big slap in the face. Be like, yeah, I don't want anyone here. Even though I know you spent a whole year trying to uh, plan and, you know, get ready to travel from the spirit world um, or whatever realm you're from to come visit me and my family, that's that's a real big slap in the face if you don't honor them in that aspect.
2: I agree, and that's why my whole premise of don't just shoo them out yeah, and actually kick them out is a thing. Um, yeah, I do agree with that 100%. It's kind of cool, the whole candy thing, though. I forgot about that and that's why I joke about goat's blood because that was part of the original rituals that were done during this time by the Celts was bowls of blood were placed out for the demons and ghouls and monsters to eat or Mm -hmm. drink and that's why I joke about it but that really seems to irk some people that I work with and I think it's hilarious
1: yeah and it's just uh, I'm trying to find more about like the trick aspect and like why it was a threat trick or treat give me something good to eat or you will get um you know tricked on or smell my feet yeah
0: i believe that's how that whole saying goes
1: yeah yeah you know you're right another funny thing is uh the day before is a uh, the saint's day
2: Saints Day. There's so many freaking saints now. So the
1: day before All Saints Day was known as All Hallows Eve or All Saints Eve Samhain or Samhain was blended with the Catholic holiday and became Halloween the attraction of All Hallows Evening. So with this with the church and you know the Catholics and everything they would welcome past popes Oh You thinking, like, are you tracking my train of thought?
0: I think so. So, the church
1: is practicing pagan traditions. Which is not unheard of.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, where is that news from? (laughs) Like, oh, shit. Wait, hold on, they do that? Yeah. They do that shit all the time. I mean, we can we shouldn't, but we could go into so many different
0: things that they do just that
2: Abrahamic faiths in general that are pagan in nature.
1: Yeah. And how they're, it's just, they demonize that aspect and it's like, don't be pagan, but they still to this day do pagan ish uh, traditions. Um, but in, you know, on the same page, uh, all faiths twist and steal, um, certain aspects of other faiths, you know, meditation, prayer, worship, it's all twisted to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you were here, White Wolf, but, uh,
3: no, Catholic... I had to take a phone call that I couldn't avoid from my office. I apologize. No, what was the good. last part?
1: <laughs> so uh, the Catholic uh, Halloween is uh, All Saints Day. So the thing was, do they welcome past popes into the church on All Saints Day?
3: So for one understanding, All Saints Day comes from kind of what I said way back when the pope tried to negate the celebration, and yeah. the howling, meaning the popes were all more revered to have the howling take place. So all Popes Day was, basically, it would be like, it would be like called Gothi Day for us. Like, you would be like, you actually fucking care about the Gothi and celebrate us, that'd be cool. Um But, you know, uh, it's kind of the same thing with the saints. So I think All Saints Day is more of like, I don't know if it's, I I wouldn't think it's a celebration of the self of the Pope, or the the
0: I'm sure they didn't but it would be celebrating
3: those that are saints. Um, and saints that would probably be sick. God damn I freeze again?
1: You've been breaking up things so. here and there. And, uh,
3: <laughs> so I hope the gym came across that I think it wouldn't be the dead, it would be the live saints, but I think it was Mother the I one. think it'd
1: be a salvation of what they did. What? Hold on. Don't worry, why we still, still love you. It. know,
0: it still shows that you're muted on here, but we can hear you. So I know something. I
1: Stop downloading something. Everything. I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Um,
3: Saturday, I think they celebrate the live saints in that sense even the combative version of let's try and get rid of Samhain but that's, that's not in any way anything I've researched that's just my my UPG brain the only things I read throughout how, how we deter the pagan holiday I think they went into the celebration of the Christian or Catholic version of Right. And for the record, that is all I had to say on that because now it's I'm not freezing. I'm, I'm just <laughs> done talking.
0: <laughs> so yeah, oh, so, yeah. Uh,
1: other traditions have it. Um, you know, we just talked about the Abrahamic faith, the Catholic Church, um, Norse pagans, you know, but also like all really all faiths have their own version, but it's all encompassing on the, the same the same view that the veil is the thinnest it's time to talk to the dead and but when the veil is the thinnest, there's bad afoot, so be wary about it. That's kind of the universal meaning that damn near every tradition has across the world during this time of the year.
0: And there's a lot of
3: very serious and very light ways to approach the subject either way as a practitioner or people overall. Um, So just keep in mind what you're doing and keep in mind the community impact you'll have to have even after the fact um, on a very light way of talking about trick uh, trigger treat and another origin story which is pretty it's just humor into comedy. Uh, but there is a show called drunk history um and season five episode thirteen talks about the Americas forming um trigger treating so the premise of the show is they get celebrities drunk and talking about like, their favorite historical thing or whatever else. And they, like, I mean, they get sloppy. They throw off one that up in a bathtub with the guy that was talking was like, um, But this one in particular is very funny. Um, it's a very, very well-known and famous actress that talks about this particular subject matter. And the show is funny because they increasingly drink the whole episode, but they just keep drinking, and the story just gets way, way more off-topic or off-hand. We keep holding it back so on a comedic version it's a side of it it's a very master to watch it's wholesome enough i mean don't put your five-year-old kid is mormon in front of it but like it's fine um so that's a good way to kind of break it into it uh, it's a good episode to kind of have in the background or if you're like you are stuck at home where you you know you're in these situations where you don't get to have such a cathartic pagan experience um really hitting the episodes it's what i love to do anyway is find episodes themed on all my favorite shows uh, and just kind of run them through a loop um so at least in my background i'm enjoying what's going on but it's coming out with the underlying theme um and i feel a little bit more in control of a situation that maybe i don't get to do as well as a pagan that's a little bit more closed off or surrounded by others that may not let them practice as well
0: that's a good idea <laughs> Um One thing that our family... I guess that's another family tradition. Um, Starting in like October-ish. Thanksgiving to October. We try and watch like the Harry Potter.
2: I guess that's another thing that we do. That seems to be a thing between now and Yule. Is we'll just watch all the Harry Potter movies. Like in succession.
3: I mean it's literally witchcraft and wizardry. Like that's...
2: Yeah.
0: And we'll
1: watch the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So I've never heard of this show. But is it uh like from Comedy Central?
3: Uh-huh, I think so. Yeah, it is. Drunk Dude, it's so damn funny. Like you can be stone cold sober, and it's so funny. And if you're drunk with them, you think you're there, <laughs> like it's fantastic, because <laughs> they do like recreations, and the actors act as their own recreation in like who they are playing and telling the story of. So it's just the funniest crap because it's not scripted. What they do is they get that what the person said, and they like make people act it out, and they only say the word, they mouth the words that the person say. So it's like a puppet that's just drunk off his ass. And humans, they're having to say these things and respond in that way. It's so funny. It's a great show. It was, unfortunately, a long time ago, but it is hilarious.
1: Yeah, I might uh, might watch the Halloween one uh, tomorrow. I just watch the Halloween one.
3: The what? There's a part with coyotes and a cat, and I just can't. I want to watch it so bad right now. <laughs>
0: I fucking love that show, dude. Like, I'll get plastered on, like, a Friday.
2: I'll be like, sitting there watching, them like, dude, this makes perfect sense, and they're talking about, like, a fucking squid that ate a ship or some shit. Like, it's the story of Moby Dick. They're like, this makes sense. I believe
0: it. And they're completely off the rails. It's great. <clears throat> but, yeah. If it wasn't canceled, I'd keep plugging it. But it's—you can watch up until that season, and then there aren't anymore. So,
3: <laughs> but uh, yeah. But again, there's, there's a lot of right, There's a lot of fun ways and pagan ways, a lot of communal ways, a lot of intermingling religion ways of doing things. Keep it in mind either way. If a uh, you know the Christian uh, or whatever have you that you aren't a part of a segregation of any religion or faith comes up and says. Do you want to join me for this, or what do you think of this? Like, really try and do it. Like, learn. Maybe then make Halloween or Samhain a time of you learning and expanding your spiritual reach instead of just practicing a singular way. Um, you might learn something. It might be the worst experience of your life, and you'll be pretty fast after that to so never do it again. But that just reinforces your own beliefs and your own behaviors. Maybe you'll learn something new and make new friends and come to an understanding that isn't. Spiritual, but is man made. Um, and growing into the society on Midgard as opposed to on Midgard throughout the realms. So, be good.
1: So, I'm not sure if uh, we have anything else to cover, but I feel like we're rambling.
0: Oh, yes. 100%. So, just uh, we want to.
1: Any last thoughts? No. I don't think I have anything. Yeah, neither do I. Hope you learned something from this episode. Uh, It was kind of the same thing over and over again. Um, But it's uh, something that people don't think of when you're just coming into the faith and you're like, "How, how do I still... Is there a way I can practice my faith but then you know still celebrate what the modern people are doing these days and it's Samhain, Halloween um is the one example that it's still kind of the same from the olden days it's just been modernized with the uh, costumes of you know whatever you're wearing or uh, and then a candy stuff like that but the premise is kind of still the same from Back in the day I would argue
3: it's it's one of the in my opinion one of the fewest still kind of purest celebrations to its core at your point yeah. like Everything may have been you know for lack of better word, everything may have been bastardized, but this one's pretty adapted. It's, it's not it's modernized, not bastardized essentially
1: yeah it's and like it's the same it really is people still dress up. People still you know go around um <clears throat> they just don't knowingly have ancestors come, and you know on your uh you know being pagan and everything like that, you actively know this is the time that the veils is thin. so you could take advantage of what people that don't believe um or practice. They don't practice that, so take full advantage of it. Try to start reaching out and um, see who reaches back. Um, but then, you know, as we said prior, don't push away everyone. But as soon as you start getting bad vibes, it might be uh, a poltergeist or uh, an unwanted guest in that aspect. So, you know, keep it. Be wary but also go in with an
0: open mind. I agree. Am I muted? No, you're good. I agree.
2: Run with it. See what happens. Have yep. fun.
1: And There's on a the diet. note, that's the new of podcast. It's a short one, but it's a great one. And next time you'll hear, uh, what is it? Um,
0: the is creation it of, the of humans
1: Aries, yeah. So what, the one now? So that uh, it's a previous story that or a previous podcast I haven't posted. Um ah. so next week is the creation of humans and then the one after that is one of us is going myself or Sigvidir are gonna tell our favorite story. Oh.
3: Yeah. We've so, got um we we've, we've got uh my favorite story posted. It looks like I thought. Yeah. <coughs> oh, oh, cool. Good. So, human humans and then stories. Yes.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Hell yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. good.
3: All right. Well, if I don't see y'all or whatever else, you know, happy Halloween and happy Halloween. I guess. Yeah.
1: Have a good one and okay. bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.